Hello, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having an awesome week so far. And today's episode, I'm going to chat a little bit about objections and dealing with clients that may not understand why, for instance, their kid didn't place well in the ring or why their horse isn't doing what they say. And I'm going to talk in the context of an equestrian coach, but this is pretty applicable to any business where you feel like you've perhaps not built the foundation of respect and authority in your business and you're not necessarily seen as the leader. Perhaps you're seen a little bit more as the friend or you're a bit of a people pleaser. And so your clients tend to take advantage of that in a very innocuous, not on purpose way. Um, But I have a lot of clients who are struggling with handling these types of things as they come up and still managing to hold the authority and the place of leadership in their business. So I wanted to touch on it because I think it's really funny the amount of times that this comes up, at least for me in my equestrian business. Now, it doesn't nearly as much as it used to, um, but I think that this is really prevalent in the sport in general. And I also think that you might find this in other businesses where you have clients that are... um, comparing to one another, when you have groups of clients working towards the same goals, that kind of thing. So let's get into it. It's going to be a good one. And just a reminder, we still have some spaces for the Evolution Women's Retreat on June 1st to 4th. Make sure that you get in as soon as possible. If you're interested in coming, it's going to be amazing. We have the craziest lineup of guest experts and virtual guests and facilitators in person. The place is beautiful. It's going to be great weather. So if there's not any more reasons for you to come than those, but there is, if you want to check them out, it's on the website at jessicaempar.com. And I will let you guys get into this episode. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Parr, and I'm so excited to have you here with me. We're going to explore some of my favorite topics, making money, entrepreneurship, business coaching, relationships, mindset, and of course, horses. So come along for the ride. If you are a horse owner like me, you are probably equally obsessed with your horse's diet and nutrition as your own. I would say (laughs) probably more so for some of us at least. I have been using Mad Barn supplements for my personal horses as well as my client horses for several years now, and I absolutely love their products. They're concentrated, they're affordable and they're sourced with the horse in mind. Mad Barn as a company does so many different things within the equestrian community, like funding research, developing technology and feeding solutions, and they're constantly providing education and support to horse owners and the broader equine community. If you wanna check out their shop, you can visit madbarn.ca or madbarn.com for the US and use the code SPRINGANEC for 5% off your order. If you happen to have just one moment while you are listening to this to leave a star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and if you're feeling exceptionally kind today and want to leave a written review, it would mean the absolute world for me in this podcast. We are literally such an increment away from hitting 60K downloads, and I can't really imagine 
that many people listening to this podcast, but I am so, so grateful for your listenership and your time here. And I would love, love to have your feedback as well and push the podcast out to more people like you so we can continue to grow this community. Thank you so much again. And I will let you get into this episode. Okay, so I'm really excited to dive into this episode because I think it's something that most coaches or trainers and many business owners might be able to relate to, and that is having the ability to maintain a level of authority in their business and deal with objections from clients. And we see this all the time in the equestrian industry. It's very prevalent, and I'm going to speak from that lens because I've obviously been a coach in that industry for a long time. And I think there's lots of great examples of when this can get really hard and when things can get muddled. And I also believe that this is a conversation that's been brought up as of recently with like wrapping up and just in my own client circle who with specific coaches that struggle with having that leadership role and really standing their ground with clients that are coming up with all sorts of uh, conspicuous questions or critical issues or, or objections when it comes to whether their kid, you know, should have won a class or why didn't they win this class? And when we have riders acting out or having bad reactions when someone else that they know did better than them or their horse isn't doing what they say in the lessons or someone else is doing a class, why can't they? Can I jump higher? You know, these are the things that come up as a coach when you are coaching students, riders in general. And I think that this is also something for me that comes up with my mentorship clients in different ways when they're comparing themselves to other business structures, having you know, a look at other people's systems and processes and trying to replicate those and wondering why they're not working for them. And it's the exact same thing is, first of all, you do have to know your stuff. So I'm going to give you some examples of how I handle these types of objections in the equestrian space and then in the coaching space. And I'm also going to talk about why we need to be very mindful of how we're coaching people and the purpose of being a leader, a coach and authority in our businesses and why it's so important to have that level of respect to be a leader first and a friend second, because this can impact our business wholeheartedly in so many ways. But mostly when it comes to, first of all, just being happy and fulfilled, having clients that align with us. And then the second piece is, of course, making money and profitability, because it's very difficult to people please your way through building a business. It's not something that I obviously haven't tried before. It's definitely something that I've run into. So we're going to get into that. And I think the other thing that comes up when I'm speaking with people is that when these issues arise, they get very closed off. They feel like when a client has an objection, it's an immediate confrontation. And instead of walking them through the objection, they either agree because it's easier to just validate the objection and run away, or they get defensive and want to justify what's going on. So 
those things can be real fire starters in the business because you're teaching your clients how they can treat you, how they can manipulate you, how they can influence you in certain ways. And again, it's not on the client, it's on you as the leader in your business, especially if you're a coach. But in many ways, this could just be for business owners with clients that have some objections. So you always want to remember that you're on the same team. And I think that's very hard sometimes, but I would say it's much harder in the equestrian industry when it's very competitive. People are paying vast amounts of money to try to get certain results. They're comparing to one another. And there is still, though we have lots of elements within our control, there's still a lot of elements outside of our control. And I think that's true, honestly, in most businesses. So we're going to walk through a little bit of how to deal with uh, when those issues arise and how to not be so com- feel so confronted by them. So I'll give you some examples um, because I think that these are things that have personally, they've come up for me. They have been told to me by clients that they're coming up for them. And I think that they're kind of quirky and funny issues that do come up, especially when you're teaching younger riders. But there's, you know, the obvious, why can't I jump higher? Can you put the jump up? This person's jumping higher than me. I want to jump higher. And it's really important. Again, instead of just saying no, or instead of caving into the objection, and this could be a parent asking as well, to explain the reasons. And I think that people get so stuck on this when you have objections in your business, whether it's a customer service issue, whether it's clients whining about something or being upset about something or, you know, just general objections that come up. You know, we have been clients of someone else's in our lives in many capacities, right? So when you think of yourself in the client's shoes, think of the objections or questions that you've had for people. So whenever this comes up, I think the mistake is not being honest, right? I think that people are really scared to just be honest with their clients. But when you get in the cycle of sugarcoating and trying to placate and people pleasing, it can be a nasty downward spiral because then you can't dig yourself out of that hole without your clients being surprised that all of a sudden you're holding standards, holding boundaries and being honest, right? You can't just do that to your clients. So it's hard. I get it. But being honest truly isn't being unkind. And if the honest truth feels unkind, then you have to position it in and articulate it in the nicest way that you can to your client. But I think that the mistake with all of these objections, the first mistake that anyone ever makes as a coach, as a leader, as an authority in their business is not being honest. If someone is saying, can I jump higher? Why can't I jump higher? Why can't the jump go up? Can my kid jump higher? Why aren't we moving up in divisions? Okay, and this is an example. Um, Having all of the reasons that that rider and that horse combination cannot jump higher right now like explaining why they need to practice their distances and their position over the fence and making sure they're not catching the horse on the landing of the fence and their pace and their corner and the horse's limitations something that the rider still needs to be better at it's explaining those concepts educates and empowers your client and what i'm seeing 
is that many riders don't understand these things and they think that they should be moving up or doing more or whatever because they don't actually ever get taught why they are where they are, why they're working on what they're working on. They get taught how, do this, do that, do this, do that, but they're not empowered with information and knowledge for whatever reason. Maybe the coach feels like that's going to make them not need the coach or maybe the coach is uncomfortable sharing that information or maybe the coach just isn't used to teaching that way. But my next piece of this is whatever industry that you're in, if you are coaching clients in any capacity, is that we are responsible for teaching clients how to be self-sustainable, understand concepts, understand why they're doing, why they're doing, working on, challenge with, practicing what they're doing versus just how to do it. And it's great. It's great to look at other riders. It's great to have examples. It's great to explain how they're going to do something. It's good to have plans, outlines, frameworks, what we're going to try to attempt. That's all the help. But you cannot possibly expect clients to not have objections if you've never taught them the general concepts of what it is that they're working on. And so, you know, the other thing is the comparison. This person is doing this class. Why can't I, you know, this person pinned much, much better than me. Why didn't I? And I think when it comes to teaching from this place of understanding, it's really important to ask that client what they think they need to improve on before doing the class the other person's doing or, or why they might not have pinned as well. Or, you know, even better to ask them what mistakes they felt they made when they come out of the ring. Because if you have led your client to believe that they are perfect and capable and never make mistakes and they just go do their best and you never give that kind of feedback, why would they expect to not do as well as someone else? Or why would they expect that they can't move up in their classes? It's your responsibility to teach them the things they need to know to get better before it makes sense for them. So this comes back to making sure that you're always teaching from a place or coaching from a place or even maneuvering from a place where your client, their biggest competitor is themselves. They're needing and constantly being reminded to compare their performance to their performance yesterday. You know, and when you are adults and you are at a high level and you're teaching performance athletes, it's healthy also to compare performance to other athletes in a very objective way. But I think this comes up a lot for trainers where riders of all ages and all levels are really trying to measure themselves and their progress based on other riders. And that in some instances means that you're not giving them enough feedback to create that measuring stick against themselves. So as a coach and authority in your business, you want to constantly be asking them questions because if you're not asking your client questions ever, you are not teaching a why. They are not understanding what they did wrong. They're not able to go in and to analyze and to pick apart their own work, right? And so again, it comes back to being a very empowering authority where you're not going to get these kinds of objections because your riders going to come out of the class and say, I did this, this, and this amazing. I thought, I think, give me feedback. These three things really screwed me up. This is where I went wrong. So I'm just going to go back to the drawing board or the warm-up, bring homework, 
and we're going to work on that. It doesn't make your client need you less to understand the concepts and the experience and what they need to know in order to improve. It makes them a better athlete or better business owner or better even coach if you're coaching coaches. And so they have to understand what mistakes they're making, not just because you tell them, but why it's happening, right? Why did they do really well? Why did they not do so well? And they should be able to understand and compete against themselves. You know, and one that always comes up, I think, you know, this is very particular to the horse industry because I can't really think of another <laughs> business or I guess, specific example that is quite the same, but you know, my horse isn't doing what I say. I'm doing all the things right and I'm not getting the right reaction. Okay. So this is very simply just a horsemanship thing that we are responsible for setting the standard when it comes to having riders and, and relationships with their horses. So it's easy to blame when things don't go our way. That is our human freaking nature. When things do not go our way, we are looking for someone to blame, okay? Not so often do we just blame ourselves for the situation. If we are empowered, if we're educated, if we're knowledgeable, if we're supported, a lot of the times we look within and we're able to find answers and solutions to the problem. But when it comes to sport, there's a lot of riders that immediately just blame the response of the horse I'm asking it to do something. It's not doing what I'm saying. And this is where you really have to hold your authority as a coach and start asking questions that turn that perspective back on its head. You know, what are you not telling your horse? What are you not asking your horse to do? What are you asking your horse to do that could be miscommunicated? How are you asking them to do that? You know, here's a, here's something so simple. Riders and, and all riders in this space, okay, it, it's very interesting to me how many riders you can ask, how are, how are you asking your horse to do something specific? Like, explain it to me. And they don't have the words, the articulation, the knowledge, the idea to even explain that. And if they don't, it's your responsibility as a coach to make sure that they understand what aids they're using, what questions they're asking, and what answers they're looking for, and if they're asking anything in the wrong way. Do you think you're being clear? Or are you leaning here, and you're adding this leg here, and you're maybe pulling on the rein here, and you're maybe confusing your horse, right? Is it possible your horse doesn't know what you're asking? And I think it's especially important to give like kids clarification that we never tell the horses what to do right? We give them questions with our aids and they give us what they think is the answer. Is your horse giving the wrong answer or are you asking the wrong question? And so just really reframing what perspective riders have when it comes to, I'm doing everything exactly the way I should and I'm not getting the result from my horse. And it's usually from a place of frustration, miscommunication, right? And so just making sure you're holding the boundary and not giving into that. Because I have as a coach in many instances, like, let's be honest, there is lots of naughty little ponies out there or horses that are having bad days, horses that are actually not listening, but you cannot possibly blame them 
in those situations, right? Because it is always going to be our responsibility as the rider, as the trainer, as the coach, as the athlete, whoever, to make sure that we're prepared to deal with those situations when they arise. And so I think it's really important to just continually instill the values that are really important to you in your business and making sure that you are teaching, honing in on constantly giving information, asking feedback and questions so that your clients understand the processes. You are always going to be more of an expert than your clients, whether it's a business, whether you're coaching coaches, whether you are coaching riders, whoever it is, it's not going to make you less of an expert to share why in concepts. It's going to make you more of an authority in your business because what happens when these objections come up and we just agree to them and we cave to them because it might be easier. We feel confronted. So we just give up and we try to make people happy by just giving them what they want, even though we know that what they want isn't going to give them the right answer. It loses our authority in our business. We lose kind of a mutual level of respect and standard because then the client is dictating what's going on and the progress that's happening. And also they're not going to get the same results. So that's a bad reflection on you and your business. And being a leader means that you stand by your own experience, knowledge, expectations, standards in your business, whether you're a coach or whether you're a business owner or you sell products or whatever that is. And I think this is really hard for people because they get in the moment. They know that. You guys might know that, but then you don't know how to respond when people are bringing these to your attention. You feel nervous or anxious or attacked or defensive or like you need to justify how much you know or you you instead of picking that fight it's easier to just say yeah I think that <laughs> I think the judge was garbage in this class too Sally but I don't know even though we went around on the wrong lead the whole time I don't know <laughs> I'm just joking but um so I wanted to give you some scripts for phrases because I think People don't understand that you can, you are in charge of the conversation, which means that if you don't have time to think of the ways you want to explain this in a very constructive manner, you can give yourself that time and space in a very respectful way. And so I hear you and I can definitely go over all of these concerns later. This is what I'm doing now, but let's catch up on the phone at six o'clock. Does that sound good? Right. Or for sure. If you want to know more about how the class is judged, we're going to be talking about it here um, at this time. So if you'd like to join us, that would be great. Because the other thing is, again, if a rider doesn't understand the concepts, if they don't know what they're being judged on, if they don't know what's expected of them and the parents have no idea. And again, this can be in any business. If you don't, if you have a fitness, if you're a fitness coach and you know, the client doesn't understand the expectations or what uh, what kind of responsibility you have as their trainer and they're putting a lot of blame on you and, and coming up with objections for, for why they can't do the workouts or why they don't have enough accountability, whatever. Um, it's very easy to explain to them how things work. This is how it works. This is the standard. This is the expectation. This is my experience and knowledge and why I feel it's important. And if you want to learn more about that, I can help you.
right? <laughs> Empowering them with information, saying, I understand what you're saying, not validating that, not saying, I totally agree. <laughs> okay. I know that there's some of you out there that some, if someone comes up to you with an objection and they're paying you money, you're going to be like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. That's not really what you want to do. It's the worst thing you can do because it degrades your authority and you're not seen as the leader. In that moment, I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of details that don't meet the eye. I can go over with over you, over this with you tomorrow in person, if you want to meet me at two o'clock when I'm finished with this task, you know, and just giving people a response that isn't validating their, their ideas, but it's validating their feelings. We can do that as a coach. We can do that as leaders in our business. You know, your customer does have feelings. They're always going to have feelings saying absolutely and explaining why it's gonna be better if you chat about this in a couple hours. And what it does is give you the time to think about how you wanna approach this instead of responding with reactivity, defensiveness, or just total people pleasing, <laughs> okay? So it's really important to use those types of conversations when the, these objections come up, whatever they might be, and when people come back, it's just like any kind of business, if you're a coach or if you have someone negotiating a contract or, you know, and they come back and with a lower price or whatever, it's not an attack on you. It really isn't. But the, way, the reason you'll start feeling like you're constantly being questioned, manipulated, influenced, attacked by clients is because you have not set the boundary as the leader in your business. And this happens all the time. It comes up for my business clients. We compare ourselves to friends and family and what they're doing. And we compare ourselves to people on Instagram. So like we understand the whole, if this person's doing this and I'm paying this and da, 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 why am I not getting this result? Blah, blah, blah. And it's very important that you set the precedent all the time in your business that your clients, no matter what it is that they're competing in, they're making progress on, they're trying to develop and build and create, they have to improve on themselves and they have to understand why they're doing what they're doing. And any coach that does not teach the behind the scenes of understanding why we are doing these tasks, why we are practicing these things, why we are building this, and giving people that type of empowerment is going to run into these objections in the future. Because if I give you a list of do these five things, you have to do them. And then you'll get the result. Why wouldn't you think that after doing these five things, you would get the result? Okay. If we're talking about the equestrian space, if I practice this, that, and the other for five weeks, and then I went to the show and I didn't get first place, well, what the hell? <laughs> okay. That's obviously not how it works. But there are a lot of people that coach in this way. And, and I feel it's not from a place of intention. It's because of a lack of confidence, because of a lack of the ability to articulate and share experience because they're worried the clients 
might know too much or might question them on things or, you know, and so I want you to think about that. Like if you are someone who is a coach, wants to be a leader, owns a business, you know, you feel like clients run your business a little bit or they, they change your mind on things, you know, client feedback is really important and to be considered. But at the end of the day, usually if you have no boundaries in your business, it's because of you. And I've been there. I've done that. I've been that person because it comes down to also wanting to make money, right? Irregardless. But at the end of the day, you will hurt your own business in the future because you'll have a high turnover rate. People will be expecting results that they're not getting and they won't understand why if you're not explaining that, if you're not teaching that, if you're not coaching on that. But when you are, they feel like there's lots of room to grow. There's lots of improvement to be made. We understand the concepts. We know that things are not perfect and we're just going to continue to build on our knowledge, right? And so you have to make sure that yourself as a person, whether it's you're comparing to other businesses, comparing to other coaches, comparing to other um, trainers or whatever it is, you're optimizing your own performance. You're focused on competing with yourself yesterday, right? You're honestly self-aware and able to analyze your mistakes from a really objective perspective. You're doing the work. You're willing to do the work. You're staying committed and you're constantly educating yourself. Those are the most important things when it comes to professional and personal growth. So why are you not doing that with your clients? Why do they not understand that they're in a huge competition with themselves? that they need to optimize their performance and you're gonna give them the tools and resources to do that. We have to have honest conversations, honest self-awareness about mistakes, analyzing what's going on here, being real about what happened, willing to do the homework, willing to do the work, right? Staying committed to the work and constantly being educated about the concepts, about the tools, about what they're supposed to be doing in order to get the results that they want. Why wouldn't you be doing that with your clients, right? And if you're someone who struggles with authority in your business, you struggle with being showing up as a leader, you feel like every time someone comes to you, whether it's a freaking email or a text message, you feel attacked, then make sure you reach out to me because we work on this in my private mentorship, really holding an authoritative space where you have a very mutually respectful relationship with your clients. They understand the value that you give them and you're able to handle these objections really confidently because you know your stuff, you know what you're doing. And you also have the capacity to admit when you don't know, but you will get back to them. That is one of the most powerful statements that you can make as an authority in your business because pretending and faking and trying to come up with answers digs you down in that spiral I was talking about earlier in this episode. I hope this is helpful for you guys. I think that this, you know, inner authority and leadership skill set is really applicable in life in general and always trying to lead yourself. But when you have clients that you have to lead, these things happen. And it's very important to be aware 
right? Those things I listed for you as someone who wants to grow and develop are really important for your clients to grow and develop. And keeping them stagnant and stuck and believing that everything that they're doing is fine is going to build the expectation that everything they're doing is going to get them results, even at times when it won't. Make sense? Okay. So I will leave you with that. If you guys are interested, I have a handful of spots of one-to-one private mentorship left for May. I would love to work with you if this is something that you struggle with. And I can't wait to see you next week. I will be in Florida, but I have a pre-recorded episode. I'm so excited to go enjoy some of the sun and just like sit on the beach. I wish I could have a cocktail or two, but (laughs) I'm just going to be soaking in those UV rays. So if I come back looking like a tomato, it's it's all good. I'm I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> but I have uh, I hope you have a great week and I will see you guys so so soon.